everyone. Welcome to Tent Talks Podcast. I'm Stacy. I'm the host doing a solo episode today. And I want to talk about boundaries. And we've already had conversations about boundaries. I know. How boring could this be? But I'm at a place that I kind of just, I'm learning about it. And so it's this trial and error. And I want to talk through it because I'm hitting this edge of I don't know what to do next. So first of all, I want to highlight two books that I really love about boundaries. And I recommend the Audible versions because the authors are both reading their books. So the first one is called Set Boundaries, Find Peace by Nedra Glover Tawab. And the other one is Boundary Boss by Terry Cole. And they're very different. They're both therapists. And so they have a lot of extensive information about mental health disorders. They have a clientele. They share a lot of stories. And they have really appropriate language describing a whole range of higher education things and breaking it down for the general public. What I love about Nedra's book specifically is she is really slow paced and she can explain something really well. So she doesn't mince words. She talks about like what it means to have passive aggressive language and she'll give you an example. This is what this might sound like. Here's how to have active language. And I very much enjoyed her explaining things, providing scenarios, and really, really having people take a lot of accountability for intentionality in language and action. And it's like, if you find yourself in a victim situation or in a situation where you're not having fulfilling relationships or you're having a lot of struggles... This comes back to a boundary issue, and she really just paints that clearly. And I super appreciate the accountability, the level of intention, and the slowness at which she explains things. I think that should be just like a really basic book for everybody, because she talks about boundaries and relationships at work with children. She just hits so many different topics It's incredible. Now, Boundary Boss by Terry Cole is a very different vibe. It's a book where she is also a life coach and a mentor. So um, she coaches people through. And so it's very much individualistic and like progress and energetic and how to be more successful, and how to really stand up for yourself. And it has this fierceness about it, where the other book is very gentle and very community-oriented. Boundary Boss is more about the individual process. And I, I've really loved both, and I highly recommend both, although I recognize, you know, different approaches and different energies. And 
So I guess I'm just saying that because I've been studying these books alongside trying to learn how to have boundaries. Because I've recognized that that is something that I'm not so great at in my personal life, and pretty good at in my professional life. And I've wanted to bridge that gap. So something really radical happened to me during the pandemic. And I've talked about it a zillion times, and it's happened to everybody else too. But it is this reevaluation of who you are, what your values are, and going through some of these huge, what felt like cataclysmic, like life altering life and death, huge, earth shaking decisions that were happening with wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, supporting Black Lives Matter movement, supporting the talk of gun rights, and women's bodies and Oh, so much about women's bodies. There was just so much teachers' rights, union rights. There's just been so many things that have felt huge. And like, we really need to know what our values are and how we're showing up in the world because we want to move beyond this as a human race, as a nation. And so, yes, I took the deep dive with capitalism. Yes, I took the deep dive with racism with so many structures of power and misogyny. And I mean, just you name it, I was going there because I had time to really feel and, and feel how things felt in my body. And so I changed, I changed a lot. And I changed my mind about a lot of things. And I think it's important to change our minds. And maybe where some things I was more on the fence about or more trying to hold the tension of neutral ground, now I'm not staying neutral about those things or I'm not trying to be careful in my language. I'm clearly trying and advocating for my values and what I believe. And it's been really liberating to have a podcast because I get this whole entire platform to share my voice. And I recognize that as a major privilege and a major creative expression. But what that means is when I assimilate with my people who have known me in a different way, and then I show up again, but I'm my changed self. I'm my evolved self. And I've specifically left some things out of the new version of myself on purpose because I felt very strongly about it. Like on a cellular level, there have been certain things that I'm like, I am no longer subscribing to that. I I do not talk about that anymore. This will not happen in my presence. This stops here with me. Like those are my like personal mantras to like boost myself up. And then and then reintegrating into a society and into groups of friendships where oh yeah, we're still talking diet culture. We're still body shaming in our language. Oh, we're still upholding oppressive systems. We're still on this bullshit train, like how do you, or how do I, how does anyone 
compassionately shift conversation or maintain a boundary verbally or behaviorally that's within your integrity. And I I had a situation like that happen last weekend where I met with some friends, long, long time friends, and I've had some major shifts and I hold myself in my integrity now. And it was hard to do that in certain situations. And I, and I just kept beating myself up. Like, why do I feel so sensitive? Shouldn't I feel stronger now that I've discovered these things about myself? Shouldn't I feel more empowered to use my voice and to hold the tension? Because I used to think those things like I remember that. So why now that I've left that place and I'm now at a different place, why is it so hard to return and navigate that area? Like, why do I feel so fucking small and sensitive? And I had to really sit with that because I needed to set a boundary to not spend the night. A lot of people were spending the night together and a big fun sleepover group of friends. Totally fun, right? That sounds amazing. But I knew leading up to it, I was having anxiety. And I was having issues with my sweet dog jelly. And, and it was just an expression of anxiety, probably. And I just thought, I think my body's telling me something. I think that I would feel more comfortable sleeping at home in my own bed with my dog and maybe also limiting my time because maybe it's exhausting for me to socialize at that level, navigating things on a different interior level because some of these things that we will talk about in this group dynamic are things that I've left behind or shifted and showing up in my new self, in my new integrity might take a lot more effort than before. And that's kind of the thing about changing is you change for yourself and it's a natural evolution and nobody else has to change. It's just like, you did it. And that that was something also that became really apparent during the pandemic is like, not everybody, not everybody wanted to change. There are certain people who really want to go backwards in evolution of humanity and women's rights and inclusivity and pay gaps and exploitation of people. Some people are more comfortable because they're benefiting from the privilege, right? And so it doesn't feel comfortable to shift the narrative to evolve as a society. And that's very apparent. There's a lot of division because some people are ready to evolve and some people just don't like the advances and want to go back to the way things were. So essentially, I'm at this really fun gathering with my nears and dears friends. And I'm having a lot of overwhelm. I'm having a lot of anxiety. And I'm having 
to navigate this world of integrity with myself and integrity with my boundaries. And so ahead of time, I just say, hey, listen, everybody, I'm not going to spend the night. And I don't want to make it weird for anybody else. But I also know that it's going to be important for me to have that separation, because it's going to be exhausting for me to learn how to navigate. And anybody who's new to boundaries and who's new to really taking a chance on themselves and exploring their internal world, I think the number one fear is that by changing, you'll lose the people that you love or that you'll be rejected or that it will feel like you're rejecting them or that things will change because you've changed. And particularly in Nedra's book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace, she really explains how to move through that. And what you have to do is you have to act as if things are normal. So if you make a change and it throws a big, huge rift, you keep that supportive behavior that is working. So if you talk on the phone with somebody every day, or if, you know, if there are things that are working that are stable in the relationship, you maintain those things and you kind of have to lead with them because you've set a boundary and you verbally said it, but it doesn't have to change every area of the relationship. It's just maybe this really specific thing that matters to you. And I find something really interesting that happens in setting boundaries is the people who love and support you, maybe they might take it personally for a minute, but they actually can just really honor you as an individual because it's like, oh yeah, if that's going to make you feel happier, more comfortable, more settled, easier mind, great. Go ahead and do that. Like way to take care of you. And then there's people who benefit from you not having boundaries. And it's like, oh, she's setting up limitations. And and it's this whole different narrative. Like why I'm not good enough. And and it's projected back on the self of like, well, she must really think she's better than everybody else or not good enough for her anymore. Or, you know, like all these really sassy, passive aggressive tone, like you'll definitely be able to shift that. And that gives you more information about boundaries. Because again, like things shift and change as you shift and change. And so while I'm in this new place with having boundaries with my peers and and showing up in social settings, I'm really quite new to it. And so not doing what everybody else was doing, going against the grain and really taking care of me and, and what I needed in that moment to really fully enjoy having an outing with all of my friends. It felt scary. And it was pretty well supported and received. And and there were people that came and asked me, you know, separately, individually and said, Hey, I just want to check. Are, are you okay? Is something like going on? And it wasn't out of judgment and it wasn't out of like, why are you doing this to me? It was like genuinely caring and showing concern. And um, I set up a really, really rough boundary with, well, rough, maybe big is a better word. I set up a 
pretty big boundary with some family members and, and have had very mixed results. And it's been very hard to maintain. But in the progress of that, that happened um, about a year ago, where I started making some really strong boundaries on my end with my family. And what came of that has been a lot of information and a lot of really beautiful revolutions and unfoldings just on my end. It has definitely put a strain in the relationship, but the relationships haven't been healthy. And that's kind of why I needed some boundaries. So in doing it with friends where the relationship is relatively healthy, there's just some things that could increase my level of participation and my level of being authentic with them. That felt a lot scarier because I think we experiment on family members and we probably need more boundaries with family members than with like our peers and our friends because families require a lot more time, attention, devotion. You're living with them in most cases, you know, like there's, or in some, I shouldn't say most, but there's a lot more opportunity, I think, to have boundaries with family members. And so to extend into friendship groups and coworkers and different areas of your life, it kind of feels like this, I don't know, like squiggly zone, like just feel like super vulnerable about it. Because you want to show up in peer groups as like, cool and accommodating and like generous. At least that's how I want to show up in those relationships. And so I had to do a lot of internal self affirming talk and self care. Like the next day after I didn't sleep over, I did some routines that set me up for the next week. And I realized how important it was to have time to recover and to slow down and to do prep for the week. And as I was doing those things, I was just like, oh, this was the right choice for me because it's really important for me to set up my week so that I can have a success flow for, for work the next week and for my life. So one thing that's different about me, and of course I know this because I'm me, but I run my own business. That takes a lot of time and energy because not only do I do the work, but I do the marketing and I do all the communication and I do all the cleanup and I have to prep the space. And there's so many details that I have to keep in my head. I do all of that. And then I have to feed myself. I have to exercise myself. I have to like have hygiene for my, you know, like all of these things that I have to do that aren't being done by a partner. Like nobody's doing my grocery shopping for me. I am. Nobody's making sure that everything's getting done with my dog, Jelly. Like I'm making sure. She has demands. And where some people are in partnered situations or have families or have different like support structures, I have to create the structures that make my life successful. And I think as a single person, it might be even more important to learn boundaries 
because your life looks very different than somebody else in a relationship or somebody who's married or somebody who lives with a lot of people and there's a a community support system. Luckily, I live with people now and there is some burden lifted, but I've lived alone for so long and being in charge of everything about your life just requires so much mental capacity for every detail. And so the more that you do have boundaries or like rules with relationships and time. Brene Brown talks about this all the time. Like people are like, yeah, we know, but I'm learning it for the first time. That is actually, you have the most available compassion. You're the most compassionate when you have really firm boundaries. And I never understood that because it seemed opposite in my head. Like, well, they must be really rigid and really, you know, yada, yada. But it's not that at all. It's just this real honesty conversation of these are my needs. And I'm going to tell or ask people around me to help support me in my needs. Because I actually need help and support. And that's why I have the boundary. And more times than not, in my experience, you'll get that support back and it'll, it'll be easier for you to make the transitions with upholding the rules of your life so that when you're really with people, you can really be present and you can really be sharing who you truly are because you're not thinking about all the things that you're supposed to be doing, or you're not running from the next thing to the next thing. And just in this state of rush or disconnection and also like feeling seen and validated. And there's not that passive aggressive tone in your language because there's nothing to be passively aggressive about. There's just like, this is how it is for me. And I need this from you. And most people are so happy to oblige, or I need to show up in this way when I'm around you. Most people just love it and they love you for it. And they're not looking for ways to bypass or trample. And sometimes people do, and that's a whole nother conversation of, you know, like who, who these people are, but even in those situations, it's still like this ultra compassionate because if you've showed up one way your entire life and then kind of switch it, there are going to be like lots of, you know, finding a new flow. It takes trial and error. It takes a couple times around. And so as much as it takes courage to hold a boundary, it also takes a lot of flexibility and compassion once you've stated a boundary to like help the other person learn your flow and what's working for you and then create that new flow together. And an example of that really quickly last night, I went to dinner and it was Cafe Zhao and it's like where you, it's kind of like a line and they ask you, do you want this? Do you want that? I said no to a couple things and yes to some other things. And this woman, like she's going down the line, she's putting in the things and she's about to put in something that, that I said no to. And I, I just politely like reminded her, I said, oh yeah, no to this and, and yes to this other thing that it was right next to. And she was like, oh my gosh, thank you for reminding me because sometimes I just get so in the flow and I just like forget people's preferences. 
And I thought that was just such like a good example about boundaries, because it's not like people purposefully are trying to harm you usually and violate what you've said. But it's like, oh, yeah, I'm just used to everybody wanting these like onions in their uh, bowl that I was just going to put it in yours. And it's totally not personal. It doesn't even matter. It was just like, oh, yeah, I would have done that because that's just the routine I'm in. And I think that's really true with boundaries. And I learned that in birth work, going to births with women, women ahead of time, they write down what they envision, what they want, they create a plan. And some of it is totally in their control. And other things are not because kind of depends on how the birth is going and how the flow and the scope of practice for the provider that they've chosen. But if I'm a doula and I'm supporting somebody and a lot of their choices are not compatible with the practitioner of their choice, like I can help them see that this is going to be a harder thing for this practitioner because it's going to take them into a different flow, or this thing here is completely out of their scope. Like if your birth happens in this way, this provider won't be able to accommodate you. You'll have to transfer providers or this provider won't do that because of insurance and liability. So if you want this one thing to happen, you're going to have to find somebody else. And I've helped people a lot with navigating birth and preferences and boundaries and how to create smooth relationships between providers and the client. Because when a woman's having a baby, she's not like totally available at all times to vocally advocate for herself, but to have like a supportive team of just like a, a gentle reminder. Oh yeah, we're, we're going to actually do it this way. It's so great. And, and I kind of am using that example because when when I switched up my plans with my friends and I said, Hey, I'm not going to spend the night. It kind of felt like I had more of a support system. There was a couple pushbacks, but it was more of a support system of like, Hey, I'm really glad that you're taking care of yourself. And, and are you, are you okay to drive home? And is it a good time for you? And I think that's been something cool that I didn't know that could exist with boundaries is just being loved through them because they do change. And what feels like rigid or rough boundaries right now in my family, I'm hoping I can transition that into something softer. And so all of this to say, I'm working on right now with my family I want to have more communication and interaction and I don't know how to do that and feel safe and true to myself. Because especially if you come from a family where there's been a lot of trauma, it's really easy to slip back into a trauma mindset and a trauma dynamic. And as I'm doing this research and experimenting on friends and finding the ease and the joy, it's giving me hope that perhaps I can loosen some boundaries that I've had with some family members. And I honestly don't know how that's going to work because when also dealing with people who are addicts and not sober, 
that changes dynamics too. And, and I don't know where all of my family members are with that. And so anyway, it's just, I guess this episode is really just about different approaches to setting boundaries, but having this positive interaction and, and really believing Brene Brown and her team of experts who've done all this research that suggest and that show that having boundaries is actually the one thing that that the most compassionate people in the population have in common. It's not religion. It's not spirituality practice. It's not intellectual level or, or anything like that. It's if they have really good boundaries. And so I'm, I'm kind of got an an example of that with some friends. And I'm hoping to test the waters with some family members. And I just want to also, again, suggest those two books, Boundary Boss by Terry Cole, and then Set Boundaries, Find Peace by Nedra Glover Tawab. The last name has two W's in it. So I'm just like, I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's T-A-W-W-A-B. But it's just such a fantastic educational guide. And I just can't recommend those two books enough. And I hope that if you're setting boundaries, that you have help and support in setting boundaries. And that's educational support and even people who are receiving those boundaries and helping you support and uplift those boundaries. It feels really affirming and it feels like all of a sudden the compassion in your heart does grow. Like, oh, okay, cool. Now I can be more loving to me and to those around me. Anyway, thanks for, thanks for listening to this episode And if you like what you're hearing, please like, subscribe. You can interact, share with your friends, all those things. We're on every platform I can think of. So yeah, like and subscribe. Also just wanted to give a big thank you to our sound and production, Kimberly Mehmet. She makes all of the episodes sound brilliant. She compose the music. She's the real true shining light behind the podcast, makes it sound and flow so well. Thank you to her. And again, if you like it, join us every Tuesday, we release an episode and like and share. Thank you. See you next Tuesday on Tent Talks.